This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Highway on my podcast with Rocky Mayur and Abhinandan. We're back. We're hungry. And we are on Highway on my podcast with the two biggest men in Indian food and travel, Rocky Singh and Mayur Sharma. Who is the big one? Who is the big one? Who is the big one? Mayur, tell me who is the big one. missed in highway on my podcast and we have missed a lot as you know we thought let's just take you all around to the other places that we visited when we were shooting various shows today we're going to be taking you to sri lanka where we spent i think seven or eight wonderful days driving across that country but it was really spectacular we discovered so much so let's start off with the first few places we visited which were Habarna, Sigria, and Mineria, which is this huge elephant population. So, yes, and I... even though even though Mineria sounds like a uh, some kind of disease, we will not uh, mention that again. But just so that you all know, any time anybody asks for anything, uh, they automatically become chota bhai. And any time anybody does a favor for anybody else, they automatically become bada bhai. So, for <laughs> for example, if I'm saying. uh niku just pass me uh something from the dashboard because niku being the director is sitting in front that you had to say niku eh hey, bade bhai please pass kar de yaar and then you would tell yaar chhoda bhai tu ye le ye le and you would pass whatever after which immediately it would become like tere ko bhi chahiye you would be like ha yaar mere ko bhi ek piece cake ka de de and there will be like bade bhai kaun you would be like to bade bhai bade bhai so you see it is firmly established hierarchies depends on depending on who wants what we are very democratic whoever is holding the cake is the bada bhai that's the bottom of life oh, 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 oh. if the sun is going down and rocky has to give his line and he's sitting finishing his last 500 item of food i'll say bada bhai line de de yaar suraj chal raha hai bada bhai line de de so that's firmly established now chal bada bhai since you're the chief in charge of running this episode along bade bhai chal yaar kuch kar bade bhai kuch kar bade bhai bata yaar mayur i it is one big blur where did we land and what were the first places we visited and why oh i know i know we landed in sri lanka we landed in sri lanka <laughs> well done go to the top of the class let's just talk very briefly about sri lanka it's also called the emerald isle it's that little teardrop emerald drop if you are feeling complimentary and some other drop if you are not feeling complimentary that is attached to the sort of a southeastern uh, of the southeastern tip of uh, of india it is known for its ancient buddhist culture lots of uh, beautiful beach life uh, fabulous forests amazing spices and uh, of course the fact that masala man and achar boy went visiting there do you remember that Oh yes. Oh, why did you go back? We introduced a new element in the show when we went international. What was that, Rocky? That was the two heroes, superheroes. Because we figured if Indians are going abroad, they need a superhero to represent them. And you know, with the kind of food that we love to eat, what superhero can be better than Masala Man, who spices everything up, and Achar Boy, who helps you sort out all your food problems? And he's usually picking. 
fled and the hunter was giving him dirty looks and i remember that hunter was from the middle east and i was wondering if he's going to turn his gun and shoot you guys instead listen masala man and achar boy are the highest kind of nobility in the world they will give their lives to save the life of a deer because wild animals are not food my friends wild animals belong to the environment so for all of you who are confused about who is vegetarian and why do non vegetarians respect the environment it's because we need the environment to live you foolish people if you start <laughs> killing animals that make up the environment we will lose forests then we will have no rainfall then we will have no oxygen then we will have no clean spaces then we will die and then only animals will be left and they'll make a full comeback so this environment is needed by us not by the animals the animals will always come back hum nahi mante hum nahi mante ye anti national hai kya hai sab kuch kharab ho jayega thoda sa gaumutra hum sab jagah sprinkle karenge and all life will form again in earth and in 100 years we'll be back to square one except us which i think is a good thing i am all for it i am saying destroy the environment tear down the national parks burn the reserved forests destroy state uh, wildlife areas uh, you know build big uh, economic hubs in uh, in in forest areas so that we can quickly destroy ourselves because when these forests are gone we are gone yay and we can get back to being beautiful a beautiful eden again which i will like even though i'm dead can someone tell this man that most of the governments in the world have already beaten him to this and the plan is well underway <laughs> <laughs> so we, we are also well underway nature shut us down for 6 months with one snip of our fingers just like that i'm also underwear frenchy but <laughs> uh, bad puns aside one discovery for me which i'll get into as we go drive along sri lanka was kathal what sri lanka does it kathal and you guys who been listen to highway on my podcast know that i'm not as big a foodie i am not just talking on size but i'm not so passionate about food as rocky and mayura but what they do with kathal in sri lanka and their kathal is not like our kathal is mind blowing the ways in which they make kathal it was the one place where i didn't miss meat can you throw an edible or the way they cook kathal in there somewhere because right now it's coming out sounding very wrong 
Okay, the way they cook kathal. <laughs> it's a kathal. I mean, they do such amazing stuff. Rasedar, dry. It bloody. Sometimes it tastes like meat. Sometimes it tastes. It's just amazing. But uh, Mayo, where did we start off? It was Cinnamon Lodge, and they were monitor lizards walking around. So we stayed in the hotel where you open the door and there'll be uh, this big lizard five feet that we will be looking at you. So it's yeah. I mean, it's, you know, Sri Lanka is a is a very slow paced relaxed kind of place i mean probably after ravan and uh, um, kumkaran and uh, you know that gang they never made a bad sri lankan after that because every single person i met was like the sweetest person that i met they're yeah, just lovely a wonderful gentle peaceful happy musical good food good artistic sensibilities respectful people they respect each other they respect foreigners they enjoy their lives They're good people. Yeah, good things happen to good people, and good things should happen to Sri Lanka because they're good people. And in fact, the only thing that you know uh, we did not visit in Sri Lanka because when we went, uh, the uh, LTT was still active. Prabhakaran wasn't dead yet, so you couldn't go to Jaffna, which apparently is a really beautiful part of uh, Sri Lanka, which now apparently you can go to. But when we went, we didn't go to Jaffna. We started a little south of Jaffna, and then we you know made our way uh, you know down Sri Lanka. But um, yeah, we we had a we had a blast without going to Jaffna. Yeah, we had a blast with Arjun Jatna. But what Rocky said, you know, the one thing that strikes you, especially if you go come go from Delhi or the northern parts of India, you realize the lack of aggression in everyday interactions over there. Yeah, you know, whether it's a crowd of people asking for something at a shop, just the lack of aggression in the conversation and in body language is something that was very alien to me when when I encountered it there. Yeah, do you remember Sumitha? Yes, he was such a. There's one picture guy, of both of us with our hair all over. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it was wonderful. I remember we stepped out and we wanted to take an auto to drive out of the airport and go to the hotel. We just wanted to sort of feel the air and get a feel of the place. And the auto guy said, uh, "I won't go." And I was like, "Are you so similar?" Even in Delhi, they keep saying we won't go. And he said, "But I'll get you another auto." And he stood on the road for like seven minutes, <laughs> got us another auto, put us in it, and sent us yeah. off. So I was like, that was amazing. Very ago, me asu a guy, what is street auto man? He won't leave us in the lurch. So. <laughs> <laughs> and they have multicolored autos uh, very nice very clean uh, they know how to keep their environment clean so uh, may why don't you tell us the first uh, stop we you know, from the airport where did we go to yeah, and and yeah, what did we do yeah we went to the cinnamon lodge in habarana now habarana is a small town in in uh, the districts of anuradhapura which is like one of the three things that form the cultural uh, triangle in uh, sri lanka so anuradhapura to the north Polanarua to the east and Kandy to the southwest. So we decided to start uh, with Habarana, and we went to that beautiful cinnamon lodge, which had these. All I remember from it is the giant gardens in front with all sorts. Of, we saw langur, we saw Rocky saw like many many different birds, and uh, they were all being monitored by something. <laughs> Monitor lizards. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's a beautiful place. Yeah, uh, and you know that's that sort of compresses Sri Lanka into a sort of. Nutshell for me that there's place for everything, including monitor lizards. Yeah, and uh, there are you know there are two types. There's of course the the normal monitor lizard, the land monitor lizard, and there is the water monitor lizard. And uh, the water monitor has these beautiful yellow markings on it, and you see them swimming slowly in the water. When you see it, it's almost like a crocodile. They're about five feet, six feet long, and uh, just beautiful. Yeah, they're just absolutely lovely to behold. And I think the hotel had about twenty of them just outside every room. and they were so uh, relaxed because nobody really bothered them so you could walk around within 5 feet of them 
and they would let you go. And that's just a sign of a kind, gentle society that's good to animals that doesn't, you know, sort of scare the wildlife. Like in India, if you get down and try and take bird photographs like I do, birds sometimes will fly away from 300 yards away, like uh, the bustard. The minute you it sees you or it hears you coming, it's gone. Because it's like, oh, I know these guys are going to try and kill me. And, it doesn't uh, want to be a bloody bustard. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> want to end up on your table, and and just about any bird. So if you go to you know you go to Europe, most places you'll see ducks and wildlife sitting on on paths in gardens, and they don't move out of the way. You have to actually walk around them, and most people do. Over here, they'll be like, and Papu will go and stone the birds to death until they fly away. So uh, I think that sort of says a lot about the national character. And uh, it was wonderful to see uh, how nice they were, yeah, the Sri Lankans. I mean, I, I'm just going on because I'm just touched. They were so sweet. So we went to the Cinnamon Lodge. They had really wonderful rooms. And these, this wasn't like a vertical hotel. It was little cottages spread across a really large area with trees. And they were very carefully manicured lawns. And like Mayur and Rocky said, there were these big reptiles walking around. Uh, and at, I don't know whether it's through the year or at least when we were there. Rain was pretty frequent. It wasn't like, like through the day. Like It wasn't like, like Dehradun rain that it starts raining, then it's probably raining for 48 hours. But it would rain for a bit. It would be damp. It would be, you know, cool. Uh, kind of uh, humid, but not horrible humid. And then we had our first meal there and I was like, okay, this is interesting. I, I, we're so close to India. I, I thought it would be like my motherland, my Tamil Nadu food, but it's nothing like Tamil Nadu food, like not even close. Uh, it's completely different flavors, completely different tastes. Uh, and then we went for the first, um, like, not trek, but the Sigria Rock. Now, Sigria Rock is this huge rock. I don't know, at the top of it, it's like eight acres or something. It's like a big flat rock. Basically, mountain, Bhagwan ne banaya, thir ek chaku se kaat diya. So it's this big flat plateau. And uh, there is photographs of us climbing there. And there's photograph of me sitting and yawning. So it, it's quite a good climb. It's an interesting... Uh, it's an interesting area and some very old like statues and all also, right? Or, or those are natural formations or am I mixing up two places again? No, no, they have, they do have statues up there. It's a, an ancient rock fortress and Sigidia basically means lion rock. So they, they, they had, uh, uh, there was a palace that used to be there at the top of this rock and, and it, with all these decorations and frescoes and stuff, of course, a lot of it is all uh, uh, fallen down. But that's what it was. And I, did, I don't remember, did we make it right to the top? I don't know. I have a feeling we did because we had to get a shot or maybe we guys made it halfway and we told the cameras to carry on and take the shot and come back. But it's a long walk and it's very clean. The air is very clean. We started off early in the morning. I remember it was beautiful early in the morning. And Sri Lanka is the kind of place where you should go to where you have time because each of these walks, it has really clean air, really clean water bodies. Even the casual ponds that you pass along villages are not full of plastic and gun and gutter. You can like take a dip in any of those water bodies. And it was a leisurely walk and we just sat around and chilled. I think the cameras went on top and got the shot. We didn't go all the way up. Yeah, it, it was it was quite a remarkable visual because, you know, when you come up to the rock, as you're driving up, you're in pretty much sort of gentle, very low hills and almost flat lands with beautiful, thick, lush green forest. And that's another, you know, that's another beautiful uh, thing about Sri Lanka is a lot of green, a lot of forest. And then suddenly in the middle of the forest, you have this large clearing area with like walkways made in. And this huge rock, which is about five, 600 feet up in the air. And the top of that rock, I mean, just to give you an idea, it's not like a rock, it's like a mountain. 
and it's about seven eight acres on top. Yeah, so you can actually walk around on top seven eight acres of it. So it's huge, and of course, it's you know people have been there for hundreds of years. So it's there's some carvings and there's stairs and there's climbing areas and beautiful, uh, you know, beautiful trees as you go along. I remember meeting some kind of holy man on some you know there was a people tree. A banyan tree, sorry, and there was a holy man sitting uh, under it, a Buddhist uh, monk, and it was so nice to just sit there in that cool breeze and chat with him. Yeah, so that was that was lovely. I mean, it's a lovely place. It's very soothing, very calm, and you know, six hundred feet is not that much. So when you make it to the top, you have an absolutely fabulous view of the whole place. Yeah. Not that, we, just, not that we made it. We were a little tired. We were a little tired, but I, I mean, maybe we had been told, and I wasn't paying attention. But this is a World Heritage site, actually. This rock. Correct. And um, it's uh, I, now when we came back from there again. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is where that they fed us lunch in a in a village where those villagers cooked for us in their yeah. hut, yeah. and we sat under yeah. those trees. Now that was an amazing meal and it was an amazing setting. And we actually went out. So we went to this little village, and uh, you know we had uh, production and all had lined up the someone from the village to cook an authentic village meal for us. and while they cooked we went into this little lake in the by the village on these little rafts and i was stunned by how clean that water was oh my god and how clean that village was yeah it was like it was like a village made in filmistan studio in bombay you know as opposed to the real villages we've seen it was remarkably clean and and that that you know with the raft inside it was really beautiful it was where that lady i i still remember is the the we already encountered the pole sambol in at the cinnamon lodge uh, meal just as a side but there that lady actually showed us how they make it from scratch do you remember she took the coconut scraped that she ground all the chilies into a fresh paste right there and she mixed all that with small shallots and i think she even uh, some some lime juice and then she wanted to put the little dried fish but then we said not to put the fish in it so we yeah. actually got to see that because in sri lanka all with almost every meal at the side you'll get this beautiful pole sambol here this grainy granular kind of Salad with fresh coconut, green chili, uh, red chilies, lime, little shallots, and then we sat and ate there. Yeah, of course they they're also blessed with a lot of spices like we are in India. Uh, but the way they use them, I mean, the the spices are very familiar. The food is really familiar, but it's slightly different. So the way they use their spices is very different. They don't cook them as much as we do. So there's a more uh, rustic, robust sort of flavor that they get in their food, uh, and uh, the you know it's it's sort of I I would say you know I was reminded of Goa in so many ways. Maybe it's just the people are laid back and relaxed, and but but the 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 food that they make is very reminiscent of you know Gomanta and just Goan cuisine, yeah, Indian Goan cuisine, not the Portuguese influenced one. Uh, and of course, a lot of influences of Tamil uh, of Tamil Nadu because of a the large population of Tamils there, and b of course Tamils and uh, Sri Lankans are probably going back and forth. Uh, for centuries yeah so you know they they're familiar with each other's cultures so uh, we before you know i'll tell you what what the lunch was and what are the specifics you ate around the rocky meal if you remember exactly what you ate there but before the meal we guys went out into this little water body with yeah. our boats and these guys took their little fishing nets and stuff uh, and it, there was you know cool breeze through the hair there were these two canoes that we took me and the crew yeah. were on one and rocky mule on the other and we went right to the middle and the thing that struck me was i don't know whether they don't use plastic packaging maybe it's banned there i don't know what it is there's not a single plastic piece in that lake and this is not a lake in the middle of a city guarded by people it's like this wild lake by this village which is 
I'm not talking about village at 10 houses. It had about maybe 50, 60 houses. And it's a proper village. And a stunningly beautiful lake. After which we took off our shoes, just waded there, hung around for a bit. While I think Mayur went and saw the pole sambol being created. And then you guys sat down to eat. And they got out the food and the stuff. Because we were in the village. They didn't have any fine crockery or cutlery. It was in that big patila type thing that they cooked in. And there was this, it was a brownish rice, if I remember. This was the place where you had that dalia looking rice. The, the, or maybe it wasn't rice, but there was this, the carbohydrate element was, there was a regular rice and there was one more thing. What was that? No, they, it was red rice. It was, right. the, the, the very short grain, very fat Sri Lankan red rice, which, which we also, uh, uh, we have uh, in the south of India also. And uh, we had the sambol, but just just to come back to that lake, that that it's not it's that lake is actually a man-made reservoir, reservoir. Oh. However you want to pronounce it. Uh, so it 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 was actually um, um, done by this uh, king. I, I could look it up, but but it's basically a very very large. It was I think a two and a half thousand hectare tank, and um, uh, he had that precisely his purposes. Yeah, it's called the Parakrama Samudraya. Ah, there you go. Oh, okay. So it's not a natural lake, huh? Oh, it, it was a it was a reservoir done by a by a king, and then yeah, but it's it's beautiful because they you know they use a very relaxed sort of method of fishing. There's a lot of relaxed. The word is going to be used a lot in this episode of Sri Lanka, but yeah, they, they say they go out in the morning. They they peg a net, and then they hang the net like a curtain, but you know about two three hundred feet of inside the lake, and then overnight fish get trapped in the net, and then the next morning they come and just reel in the net. And just keep taking out the fish here. So we helped them reel it in, in fact. We did a horrible job of packing it. They probably had to spend hours untangling the net that we had tangled. <laughs> but we, but we, we did manage. I mean, we pulled out about 20, 25 fish out of that uh, thing. And they, of course, wanted entertainment. So I started to sing. And then very rudely, they said, okay, don't sing anymore. Please stop. <laughs> no appreciation for Indian culture, these Sri Lankans, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So much talent. I, I remember I was singing, Suna mere bandure, Suna mere mitava, Go mere majire. And they were like, Bastard, bus, please don't sing anymore. Stop now. <laughs> and then I came in wearing the straw skirt and saying jingalala hur jingalala hur jingalala hur okay but okay we're going to bar so yeah so um and then after that i climbed that palm tree which was slightly teda or whatever tree that was and yes it was a it was a date palm it was a coconut palm climbing for beginners the tree was angled at about 55 60 degrees <laughs> and you tried to walk up it of course which you would have broken your neck if you had gone to the top because it was straightening out at the top. <laughs> so, and then we moved on forward to uh, this place, which has apparently the largest like elephant population. I mean, we, we spent a night in another wonderful hotel. By the way, I don't know how it is now, but maybe back then because of the Jaffna problem and Prabhakaran, you could get the most luxurious places in Sri Lanka for a price where in India you'd pay like very average middling hotel. You could get like a fantastic place. So the places we stayed at were lovely and the place we stayed at in the second night had this pool which overlooked the town. What was that, Mayur? And after that, we'll get to that elephant population. But uh, do you remember where, where that was? It was just outside the uh, Mineria National Park here. 
Maneria is, I remember Maneria because it has the largest gathering of Asian elephants on the planet. You know, in the dry season before the rains, uh, let's say by Jan, Feb, the water is pretty much dried up everywhere. So the elephants gather at this lake at Maneria National Park and you could, if you're lucky, you could see about a thousand of them together. We saw about, uh, we saw about like 300, 400 of them together. It was, what a sight. I mean, unbelievable. These giants just sort of hanging together by the water, not a sound, just quietly chilling here. Uh, quite quite extraordinary vision. I mean, that's something that you've got to put on your bucket list, you know, to go to Maneria and see these giants gathering in their hundreds. Yeah, it's such a rare sight. I mean, I've never seen it in India or heard of it, in fact. This- yeah, in fact, and, and I think one of the reasons that it's possible there is that, uh, let me just try to explain the topography, topology, basically the geography. Topology is, if, you, if you're practicing uh, to become a gunner in artillery, then you have topology. So, topography will go. So, this Mineria National Park, when we went there, like if you go to Kaziranga and Assam, you know, you can't, like, you can't see the horizon as far as it's, it's not the grass equivalent of, of like, the, like the savanna. You know, as far as you can see, it's flatland and grass. In Kaziranga, there are ups, there are downs, there's, you know, major jungle. Corbett also, there's jungle, there's no flatland. Corbett, in fact, has some foothills also. So you don't get this complete flat picture of something. Here at Mineria, there's like this short grass and you can just see acres and acres and acres across here. So there's nothing that really is disturbing that site. And in that, in the middle, there was this water body and all these elephants are there. It's really stunningly beautiful and I highly recommend going there. India has fantastic national parks, but just the topo, whatever the topo thing is very different from our topo. (laughs) <laughs> also, just to let everybody know, this is also because all, they all the elephants come there in off season, because again this was a tank a reservoir built by another king, and then all the water collects there. So this is where they have all the water that that they need. And I remember there were tons and tons of birds. I, I mean, Rocky's uh, uh, better quality, but I also remember reading somewhere that uh, the, the purple-faced langur and and one type of macaque, both of which are endemic to uh, Sri Lanka. I remember the guy telling us, and and we saw one of them. I don't I remember which those one. Those are not, uh, Mayur, uh, those are actually not purple-faced langurs. It was a regular langur who got into a fight. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or a regular langur that been hanging on a jamun tree. <laughs> or, or it was a cameraman who was sulking and holding his breath that he turned purple. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Mineria National Park is, um, I mean, I don't know, you guys can tell where it is. So, um, other than the elephants, what else was there to, to see Rocky? No, at the park, that was it. We, we just went to the park and we chilled there. And then uh, then we went to, uh, uh, you know, sort of a place with a beautiful Sunday again, chilling out and all. It was like a rest house where we went and chilled after uh, after doing all this. Oh, man. I, I want to save that for the next episode because that guest house is one of my favorite evenings in all the shoots we've done together. And I want to spend a good 10, 15 minutes talking about that evening. It was a stunning evening. Before that, after uh, in, in Mineria, we saw lot. I remember Rocky is very excited because he saw tons and tons of different birds. And I remember we were riding on those open jeeps yes. and stuff. And they were like, everybody is being very careful because, I mean, elephants are very sweet looking creatures from a distance, but you do not want to cross them. So I remember they were being very careful, but there were a fair few jeeps in there. And then we saw this uh, towards the evening. Then we went to the ancient city of Polnanarua, which is where yeah. we heard about which is where we dispel the myth of the fact that everybody keeps saying that Indians have never invaded anybody and never been aggressive in our lives. In fact, because there they have yeah. this 
these temples that were destroyed by some Tamil king. Um, I mean, I, I don't remember his name. And they have that. Of course, they, they haven't said now bring down all Indian structures because this Tamil king broke our temples. So it is quite a normal thing in war in, back in the day, such things. But it has these beautiful statues of, uh, you know, there's this sleeping Buddha, he's lying down. And we have stunning pictures of these monks come there for training also. So because Buddhism is the majority religion in Sri Lanka, you see a lot of these at places like these ruins of Buddhist temples. Um, the teacher monk coming with all the little, what, what, what do you call it? Monks on a training, monklings? Is that politically correct? No? Monklings. <laughs> no. So there were these really cute little kids. So you have this one big guy in the orange, this thing with a clean head. And then 10 little ones behind him. It's like a stunning, beautiful picture. And you'll see a lot of them and they come there to like learn about their history and about, uh, you know, the Buddhist religion. And there were many ruins. And this is a place which is spread across, you know, it's, it's very large, many acres. And wherever they've dug out something, they've kind of created an area around that. So that remains as is. So there's like this Colosseum type thing. Then there was this, these pillars in a semicircle. So they're like yeah. bits and patches of a half dug up thing, a quarter dug up thing, a completely dug up thing spread over a very large area. You can spend like easy two, three hours there looking around. In fact, Pollanarua was actually said to have been established by an Indian king and Raja Raja Chola won or the first, no less. And they were around for 50 or 60 years. And at that time, if the records are uh, to be believed, was when they were removing a lot of the, the, the Buddhist monuments, the Buddhist temples and replacing it with... Uh, there was even a Shiva temple that uh, he built and he named it after his queen. Uh, and it's, it's still there. It's called Siva Devale. So uh, um, it has a lot of Indian influence. And again, this is a great example. So for any of you who are history buffs and you get told by people that say that Indians have never invaded anybody. We're very peaceful. Everybody only came and invaded us. Ask the gang at Pollanarua. And they will tell you otherwise. Yeah, in fact, it was called uh, Anuradhapura before that. And then uh, after it was destroyed by the Chola army. And destroyed as in they, they, the, the inscription there said, utterly destroyed by the Chola army. It was then, yes. uh, I think then it was renamed. And then of course, now it's called Pulanarua. It's sort of in the center of Sri Lanka, maybe at, uh, at like 2 o'clock-ish. So if you see that, if you see Sri Lanka as a circle, it's about at 2 o'clock. And, uh, but what a beautiful place. I mean, it was just, it was nice. You know, they maintain their uh, heritage very carefully. They've, they're not embarrassed or ashamed of history. They've, they've got it there. And they, you can, you know, the inscriptions are all there that this was a three-story uh, a three-story palace. This was burned down by the Chola troops and destroyed over here. Reduced to one. Then it was rebuilt. Then it was redestroyed. I mean, it happened like four or five times. I would have just built it somewhere else, but... I think the Sri Lankans really like that spot. So they kept building it there. <laughs> and, the, and we kept destroying it. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, every, you know, history is history and should be taken as history. And, uh, and the Sri Lankans are quite happy with their history. I mean, they don't have a problem with it. They've made peace with it. They've learned from it. They've respected it. And they've moved on here. Yeah. And, uh, and that's very nice. But, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of the Cholas, man. They're just... Uh, magnificent martial race of kings of India and uh, and just incredible. I mean, they created such a strong, powerful empire uh, and, and it was so rich in just culture and heritage and music and art and, you know, calligraphy and uh, making statues. And it was just incredible. I mean, their sea prowess was legendary all over the world. They went 
you know, as far as Sri Lanka and, you know, some people even say... Uh, Cambodia you know, were, and stuff, I think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Cambodia, Burma, Thailand, uh, Malaysia, Indonesia, uh, Singapore. These are all areas which were dominated by the Cholas for a long, long time. And, and what a great empire uh, it was. So, very proud of that. Yeah, and the only empire to rival it was the neighboring empire of Batura. And that is when the Chola Batura said that let's make peace and then let's eat. And the Chola Baturas came along. Right. <laughs> Listen, have you noticed? I think we, we noticed this then also and we noticed now that whoever was there in the Sri Lankan tourism department that put together this beautiful itinerary with us, I mean, they were very proud. We saw some amazing stuff. Threw in a lot of culture. I wonder if they, somebody ever showed them any of the earlier episodes of Highway on My Plate or who we were or something before they decided to... <laughs> These guys are really going to be interested in the nuts and bolts of culture, heritage and history. No, but I'm glad they did. Yeah. You know, we ended up seeing a lot of stuff we wouldn't have ordinarily. So, it was actually the Ministry of Tourism of Sri Lanka that helped put together the itinerary of where we should go, what we should do, where we should stay. And they did a stunning job. In fact, in the next two episodes, we will take you to a place which had these spiders that were like, I don't know, three feet long or at least once they spread their legs out. And a man with a beard even crazier than Rocky's and bigger than Mayur and Rocky. You remember that guy and in the middle of that forest by that river? The the Wedda, the Wedda chief, Wedda. The Wedda. No, no, I'm not talking about the tribal, I'm talking about this guy who was like the safari type, this ranger, yeah? He had this tied oh, up... Yeah, 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 right, 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 right. He had the beard that I'm trying to grow now. Yes, that's the one. So, we met some really interesting characters. We went hunting with an uh, actual, legit, genuine tribe, not like Film Valley tribe, uh, actual tribe there. And uh, of course, we tried to get everybody to try to shoot the bow and arrow. Some of them, it went as far as two feet. Some, it just dropped on the toes. Oh, those guys <laughs> fired properly. What rubbish. That was you guys, man. I put an <laughs> arrow like six inches away from a target, about a hundred feet away. So. No, I, no I'm, I'm, I'm talking about when we were trying to get Subodh and, and the gang. Remember to treat? To, 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 yeah, <laughs> he, he, could, he didn't notch the arrow. So after he released it, just fell on his shoes. <laughs> even the even the tribals were shocked. I mean, this is a this is a you know place called uh, Mahiyang Ganaya, Mahiyang Ganaya, I think. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. a tribe over there called uh, the Weddas. And the village, uh, I forgot the name of the village, but it was like a Mahiyang Ganaya. Huh? The village was called Dabana. Dabana. Okay, well, we will not get into the explanation of that word. It is just a nice village. But the Vedas were, it was lovely. I remember how the chief met us. I mean, we went and met the yes. chief. And, you know, we tried to ask him a few questions and he didn't speak any language that we knew, unfortunately, or vice versa. We didn't speak any language that he knew. But uh, that greeting is so beautiful, yeah, because you walk up and you hold your hands forward, palms up, and the other person lays his uh, forearms over your forearms and you grab each other's elbows and uh, inside and outside each other's elbows. So it's a very... It's a very gentle and a very sort of uh, personal greeting with both arms. So Hence you the word Dabana. Huh? Hence the word Dabana. Hence the word Dabana. But we will tell you the details of that hunt and all the other stuff we experienced. And like I said, I will tell you about one of my favorite evenings and all the shooting I've done over years in many parts of this world. Uh, but that will be in the next episode where we will drive down south to of Sri Lanka. I mean, in Sri Lanka and introduce you some of the most amazing culinary delights and other adventures that we encountered along the way. But before we say goodbye, I would like to remind you to please subscribe to our newsletter 
we have a pretty good community going and um, we would like to make this community even bigger now that the lockdown is slowly slowly easing and apparently at least in the newspaper that i read yesterday the johnson and johnson vaccine is working on monkeys so at least rocky and mayur can be vaccinated immediately the rest of us <laughs> the rest of us will have to wait till human trials are complete is it is it working on is it working on lions and tigers because then we can take it immediately <laughs> but uh, once that happens we promise we will get back on the road and we shall revive this show like never before with rocky and mayur ride again is what i'd like to call it but we'll you know let all of you decide uh, so do write in write to homp2020 at gmail.com i repeat homp2020 at gmail.com with your recommendations what we should do when we restart this show with your food and travel adventures that you'd like to share with us and we'll share with the rest of our community that we are building who love food travel and camaraderie and listen to this podcast on any platform you have but do give it a high rating or a favorable review it helps more people find it and click on that link with the details that pop up and you will automatically be a part of our newsletter yes please do that yeah that's that's very important for us guys just if you if you enjoyed the podcast do take a second to uh, you know just click and show your appreciation that'll be really nice we can keep bringing you more of these if that happens and uh, like like niku said we've got quite a community going and there's lots of uh, camaraderie in fact there's zada radri happening right now not just camaraderie <laughs> so we shall leave you now say good night but not before we give you the food court mayor you want to start or should i start or bade bhaiya bade bhaiya aap start karenge bade bhaiya ओ यार दो छोड़ा भाई तू मैंने बोल यार डोंट वरी तू जा दैट डाई यू स्टार्ट यार मैं तेरे साथ हूं तू चल चलो मैं बीच का बिच्छू मैं बोल देता हूं ठीक है बोलो माय फर्स्ट वंडर अबाउट आवर विजिट टू द एमरल आइल्ड ऑफ श्रीलंका दे हैव अ ग्रेट बुद्धिस्ट ट्रेडिशन बट वी डिडंट सी नो थंकास ओके बुद्धिस्ट पेंटिंग होती है यार थंका पता है थंका जानता है यार हम इतने भी इलिटरेट नहीं है यार लगते हैं they are they are loving gentle polite people they have lots of fun in life and they always say please i suggest you get down to sri lanka and have a great time with the sinhalese very wow. wow. very nice and culture culture se bharpoor hai hum sir bade hue hai rome rome se culture nikal raha hai italy se rome se london se sab jagah se culture nikal raha hai apna bye baba ab hum gaye in the land where buddhists rule there was much to see lots of elephants no mule but we also saw but we also saw the town destroyed by the cholas ab bhature lana koi ho gaya we also saw the town destroyed by the cholas they had left all the cities adhure we also enjoyed the place because we also ate bhature okay very nice thanks bade bhaiya you rescued my you rescued my sinking ship hai to chhoda bhai yaar don't worry don't worry main nahi chhodunga teri kahani adhuri agar bhature nahi hote to dal dete puri acha to bhai aur likhte rehna likhte rehna logo ko batate rehna khoob karo prachar agli bari hum tumko batayenge masala main ke bare mein aur saath mein hoga boy achar Oh, okay. <laughs> Good night. Thank you. Have a lovely week. Okay. Bye, guys. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.